There are losses, and then there are losses like that. This is Locked On Nuggets. You are Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Thanks for making this part of your day and making this your first listen each and every day. We're free and we're available on all platforms. Thanks for joining us even after a, um, hmm, a embarrassing doesn't seem right. Bummer's not enough. <laughs> it was a bummer though. The definition. It was a bummer, bummer. for the Nuggets fans. Oh, uh, my guy's in Mora. He knows that Nug Life spelled it wrong. This is Disappointing isn't enough. <laughs> it uh, let's see. Here's what I will say, Matt. I've had more people reach out to me in the last week, just like, hey, nuggets, huh? Like, hey, hey. Hey, like this or that. So, like, everybody is excited about the nuggets. Like, when I say everybody, what I mean is like writers from around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it's been radio silence this year. Like a lot of the national people that we talked to, they're just like, yeah, nuggets, purgatory, like whatever. But this is the week where like everybody has reached out to say like, Hey, what's going on. And so it's kind of fitting that they dropped that one. Uh, by the way, my name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the action. Network. Oh yeah. He is Adam Mara's director of content for DNVR. Uh, Adam's last show for this week. He's heading on a business trip, which you can find out more about. If you follow the folks at DNVR, uh, so you'll be with me the rest of the week. Exciting guest tomorrow, Vinny Benedetto is coming on. So I'm excited to have Vinny on on Thursday. Uh, and great topic to talk about as we get to discuss probably the ramifications of the Nuggets losing to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Mm-hmm. Um, 119-107. The, the, the Nuggets Twitter is rattled. I heard... I heard dmvr's post game show with you and i don't always like like sometimes i don't listen because i'm like well i want the show to be right, fresh right. um this one we can make kind of i think a little bit of a back and forth so if you want to go listen to dmvr's okay. post game show with dev and his guest i'm sorry the uh, zarko zarko um that great show as always important listen Give me your summation of this game and how you feel about it, and we can kind of get into that. I think you're expecting me to have stronger takes about this than I do. I I really don't. I think this is a game where you look at it and you go, a historically bad shooting performance from the starting lineup. I mean, historically bad. I don't – one of 25, I I would be curious to see in the last 10 years how many teams had – I guess it's hard to look up starters, but how many, like, teams had a starting lineup make one, three, or fewer, uh, especially at that many attempts. Yeah. I mean, Denver was just remarkably cold, and that was a lot of it. I do think they also were pretty – this this is a trend. If it was just this game, I wouldn't say this. But really judging the post-All-Star break starting lineup, they've just been a little bit uninspired. And I think this was another game where it was just like, okay. They flirted with disaster until all of a sudden it was like, oh, wow, it's an actual disaster. Yeah, and that's how it goes with them. This has always been their thing is they mess around, but you get the sense that they're like, well, you know, we'll make a run here eventually and it'll be fine. And then they look up and they're like, oh, no, it's 11. Oh, no. There was a moment there. Um, I mean, it was in the fourth quarter. Maybe it was the third quarter. We were like, 
are they gonna lose this one <laughs> like they're down this? like 10 you know early on and you're like wow so annoying yeah. but there was a point where, like yeah, and the starters were definitely the problem, which I think there are some things we can talk about that that are meaningful. Um, my here's here's my big picture look at this. Is this a burn it game? Yeah, I think so. I think there's stuff you could talk about from it. We could we'll, which we'll get into. I want to talk about Jokic in the second segment. I think yeah, there's some I stuff. Too. I do too. You know, like there's some stuff, and you mentioned that on the post game show. But here, here's kind of the thing: um, the Nuggets are better than the Thunder. The Nuggets are going to beat the Thunder every 10 times. They're probably going to beat them seven okay. times. Okay. Um, the big thing I have here is that I do not, this is where I get bothered when it's like, like Josh, thanks for joining the show, Josh. Glad to have you, but we need to work on our offensive strategy. We rely too heavily on Jokic to do everything. You don't need to come out of this game and be like, this game proves oh, man, that. Man. No, like you could take stuff and be like, okay, Let's look at the struggles and what that says from like a broader general theme and all these things. But look, anyone makes a three, anyone on the starters. Like usually it's, it's Aaron and Monte or Aaron and will or will and Monte have good games and Jokic has a good game and that's enough. And all three of them were horrifically bad shooting the basketball. Now, I don't want to make this into like this is not one where I'm just like well shooting variants sometimes gets you. They gave up 119 to the Thunder. Well, some what of, are you I think doing? some of this was this is the NBA's funny especially in this three point era because there's double variants. There's Denver had a historically bad shooting night, and there's Oklahoma City shot 55 percent from three, including some guys that don't shoot like this very regularly. So it was a little bit yeah. twofold. And I know Michael Malone was really upset yeah. the defense. Look. The defense didn't have any urgency. The defense was not a puncher's defense. But I also don't think it was a defense that yeah. was, like, giving up mistakes. It was just they weren't, like, when Oklahoma City got confidence, Denver didn't have the, like, oh, no, we got to knock them down a peg. They just had a, like, oh, man, they keep making yeah. shots. Like, oh, what's going on? Like, surely they'll turn right. back into the and Thunder. So, I, to me, it, <laughs> to me, it had a lot to do that. The one thing, though – I think there is something here, though. The Thunder, if you remember, beat Denver, I think, twice in the preseason. I know, yes, it's the preseason. But those games, if you recall, were interesting. This was a really long Thunder lineup. This is why I think there's maybe something here. This was a very long athletic lineup, and they packed the paint tonight. They dared Denver to shoot. And Denver, again, ran cold, like even on shots that Denver wants to have. But I do just think that is a mold of team that Denver has struggled with this year. Yeah, I, I think so. Like, yeah, I heard you talk about this on, on the post game show, and I think you're you're right on this. Like, here's kind of the thing. Um, here, here's like how I would put it. Uh, if you have a number of really good long athletic right. defenders, and the Nuggets can't hit right. anything, and they play uninspired, and you make some shots, then yeah, you can do this. But this right? was a bad so, team. like, what this really says is, get, get the. I'll, I'll say this though: get the hell out of the four or five, because. <laughs> If this is the problem, you need to stay away hey, from Hey, man, Phoenix swept Denver. And, and like, again, like, look, there is something to yep. this. Bridges, Aiton, uh, Crowder, like, they have size. Even, I know Chris Paul's small, but even Booker is Murray's height. Like, you know, he's long. So, I, and then they have campaign. They just have a lot of bodies you could throw, they could throw out there. So, I don't think it's a I do think this is a mold that Denver struggles with. And the reason they struggle with it yes. is because they don't have a guy that can get into the paint and, like, 
collapse the defense. So if a team says we're going to sit in the paint, they don't have a guy that can like, no, I'm just going to get into the lane and finish and do this or that. Bones is that guy, and Bones had a good game tonight. I think I agree with you, but this is the only thing that, that kind of frustrates me about me that is like everybody's oh, of got course, weaknesses. Of course. Like this yep. just happens uh, to be no question. Right. This is, that's exactly it. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. It, Denver struggles versus teams with a lot of length on the wing. Um, the Clippers have a lot of length on the wing and the Nuggets yeah. also toppled them. Right. And that was a slightly different team because they had Jeremy Grant. Right. Um, and, you know, Jamal will help. Some well, Jamal of that. and Porter. This was a game where, like, Jamal and Porter. I think it's like when a team goes zone, if you have a, a Porter in the corner, you're like, yeah, this, we're going to break this zone really easy. Um, I see Chirel Palmos is just losing his mind in the comments. So welcome. Hey, Cheryl. Nick Stauskas, um, he's not wrong. Nick Stauskas, I mean, we could have used a 57 uh, point scorer tonight, Matt. Sure. Sure. It's a very annoying loss to me because the starters didn't do their jobs and give it any effort. The bench was great. Did its job to a T starters should have picked them up. Sean says, yeah, I mean, that's annoying is a good word for it. Yeah, like it's it a is. really annoying loss. Yeah, is. This is the NBA, but ultimately it's also like, I've been on this where I've just kind of said, I don't think they're catching Utah. Like I've looked, I, this is what I do right after, after the all-star break, I spend every night looking at the math of how many games can you win versus them win and what winds up happening. I do not, I just have not been able to see a scenario where it's likely Denver catches Utah but more than that, I will just keep maintaining this. I don't think you want to be in the four, five, one yeah, bracket. I yeah. Like I don't. And the reason I bring this up in the context of, of this loss is just are, are the ones that like, do you want to get caught by Minnesota? No, like, that's a concern, right? It's like you don't want to get like, oh, but you can wind up getting caught. Okay. Minnesota is very unlikely. Their schedule is pretty tough the rest of the way. It, they are very unlikely to finish. The magic number is for Denver. 18 for the Nuggets to, to secure in a playoff six, spot. 18. Oh, and they right. have. Uh, yeah. How many games remaining? 21. Okay. Yes. They have 20, 20 after tonight. Okay. Um, so if the Nuggets go, let's say they go um, with 11 and 9 okay. the rest of the way. Okay. So that means that uh, Minnesota will have to go uh, 13 and 6 or better. That's if the Nuggets only go 11 and 9. Then the Wolves would have to go thirteen and six. It's it's is it possible? Yeah, I'm not saying that it can't happen, but like I have to do these things off of probability, yeah. and the and the probability is is that the Nuggets are not going to catch Utah, and they're not going to fall to seven. That's the most right. probable scenario. Four now five versus six, very doable. But based off of the conversation we're having, is that it? it if length is a problem on the wing, stay the hell out. Like, let somebody else deal with Phoenix. Even Memphis has a yeah. little bit of this. I mean, they have some bodies that, that they can throw at them. Yeah. So, I mean, that'll be a challenge there. But, look, Denver just doesn't shoot like this yeah. very often. Like, tonight was one. It snowballed sure. for whatever reason. I don't know. I do think the one thing – I. I'll say this. Will Barton was terrible tonight, but he wasn't the only one. Like, Monte Morris was equally as terrible tonight. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Gordon, for yep. the most part, was equally Aaron as Gordon. terrible tonight. Um the only difference is he made a three with 20 seconds left. So he like gets credit for that, but he doesn't really, the game was over at that point. Like everybody was terrible uh, around Jokic tonight. And even Jokic was terrible for, for uh, a large portions of this. And so I don't know, like I would put it that, but I will say, I do think that at this point, the record is in probably in Will's head a little bit. I think, I think there's probably a little pressure yeah, he's so. right on the doorstep one away. 
and he has now missed 15 straight threes, which I believe is the longest stretch of his career. Is that uh, the longest yeah. consecutive? He'll he'll hit he'll hit he'll he'll knock down the record. One will fall, and it'll be done. And then he'll, you know, he'll and he'll bounce back, and then he'll get worse, and then he'll bounce back, and then he'll get worse. And every time he bounces back, you and I will come on here and be like, "That's why we continue to say Will Barton is good." And every time he has a bad game, the comments will flood with. Why won't they trade Barton? Barton should be shot into the sun. I will say this. I did not think he was um, pressing tonight in terms of like he was forcing threes, you know, this or that. I, yeah. The Nuggets, the game took on the texture of Denver taking lots of threes because they didn't seem to know how to like get into the paint. And they would have, it would have been a lot easier to get in the paint if they would have made threes right off the bat because then the defense runs out at them. But when a defense is like, wow, you're cold, just we're going to pack the paint, keep shooting. And, and Denver just got in this feedback loop. I do want to differentiate OKC from the rest of the tank squad for this. And I think you can kind of see this in how they play. Mark Dagonal is a really good coach. He's going to be a really good coach in this league. That team is very disciplined. Like they know what they're going to yeah. try and do. And they just most oftentimes don't have the yeah. talent to do it on purpose. Right? Like that's the whole thing is like they're designed to be just good enough to win games like this but not win so much that it cost them a lottery spot. Like, I'm not surprised that, okay, like I would be much more surprised if Houston caught them on Friday. That would surprise me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, look, so, Denver, I think this might be, you had a six-game winning streak. This might be the like, hey, let's bounce back to the 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 glass of cold water that's like, hey, we actually have to turn this up. Because Denver, again, the bench has been carrying them. The bench has this like sense of pride and excitement to them right now. They just have this energy that it's like they're excited because they're new. I think the starters have a little bit of like post-All-Star break malaise, and maybe this is a game that snaps them out of that. We'll, we'll find out on Friday, probably. I think the starters are in like, let's get ready for the big matchups. And the problem is like, Guys, you're 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 facing the Rockets right. and then the Pelicans. Like you're gonna be doing this for a little bit. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back and I want to talk about Joker because there's a lot to talk yeah. about with Joker. Uh, we'll do that when we come back on Locked On Nuggets. But first, I want to tell you about Prize Picks. All right, NBA fans, are you looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA? Then you need to try the award-winning app Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. We love it, and we know that you will too. It's easy to use. You just pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Maybe you want to take the under on Will Barton three-pointers next game, just shooting something out of the barrel. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Price picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. PrizePix offers a variety of options. You can offer any prop that you can think of from points scored to rebounds, even steals. And they've got mixed sport entries as well. PrizePix doesn't just offer NBA. They've got options on college basketball, college football, NFL, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. And for a limited time, PrizePix has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get $50 for free if a player in your first PrizePix entry scores a single point. But you got to use code NBA. That's code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available for Locked On fans. Sign up today and use code NBA to get $50 for free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. We'll be right back on Locked On Nuggets. Back here on Locked On Nuggets. Thanks for joining us and making this part of your week. We are free. We're available on all platforms. Thanks for making this your first listen 
each and every day. Make sure that your second listen is the Locked On Now podcast, which has got nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right. Uh, let's go to Joker. Let's do that. I mean, look, well, I guess I, I want to wrap up the Will conversation. I don't have a lot to like, lot to add. Like he's playing badly. He's shooting badly. The defense was worse. He was getting targeted, by the way. I that haven't really offense. seen a whole lot of that, but he was like, that yeah. was Shea's preferred target down the stretch. Yeah. And that's a problem. Like that's an issue, right? Um, like, Will's going to have to be yeah. better on defense. Like that, that I will say that if there's anything like that is a legitimate concern because teams will like scouts will see that and that will get on the report. And then whoever they face in the first round will definitely go that direction, whether it's jaw or Curry or clay, like, or Donovan, like they will target. Will if it's on the scouting report that he's beatable, he's going to have to step up and play some good defense because as a reminder, like we've wanted to see Will in the playoffs. He hasn't gotten a chance to really be in the playoffs since the 2019 run when he was hurt. But, you know, at the same time, that also means like, look, if there's a weak point, it's probably him. And so the, like, this is an issue that he's going to need to re- resolve. Like he's going to have to get better on defense, even in these types of games. There's no question about, it. I mean, Denver, we, I talked about this on the last show, the solo show I did, but Denver's numbers with Austin Rivers in his spot and Will Barton's spot have been very good. In large part, I think, because Austin Rivers is a very good defender. And tonight down the stretch, I think you could have very easily made the case. In fact, Michael Malone did after the game that maybe he should have stuck with the second unit or at least parts of it. So, yeah, Barton Barton really struggled tonight on both ends of the court. And um, yeah, especially when you think about long term and, and going into next year or maybe into the playoffs. Murray is going to be your offense. Jokic can be your offense. Michael Porter might be your offense. Will can be an, a supplemental offensive player, but they really need him to be a defensive player as well. All right, Jokic Whisperer, what's going on with your guy? Well, it's funny because he's his numbers have been fine and the Nuggets have won. Like, they just won the six games in a row. And he has played uninspired. That's just the way I would describe it. As you watch it and you go, has he been the MVP we expect? No. Have they won the games in most of the instances? Have they won those games comfortably? Yes. So it's like, whatever, you throw this to the side. But this was a night where you thought, okay, well, they need you this time. And in particular – he checked into the fourth quarter with six minutes to go down four points. Yeah, it was right there, right? It they, was right there. It was like, there. hey, you played poorly, but this is the just give us a little bit. We'll get over it, and we'll forget about this game. We don't have to ever think about it again. And he just didn't have it. It was an immediate 7-0 run. He got open shots. And I'll tell you the other thing, Matt. He, he's airballed a game, a ball, a shot in, I think, three straight games now. Airballed. Weird. Weird. I was just thinking the other day about how I remember when he started having like crazy efficiency. I don't remember which season it was, maybe 17, 18. The second year was, it was 16, 17. Um, and me being like, he had the crazy efficiency. And, and me being like, well, look, he's not going to shoot like this right. his entire career. Kind of has, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and he has. Um, and I'm not saying he's going to like now. Like, oh, it's he, all regressing now. Here it is. Wow, that's way Yeah, it. hit now. But. I mean, I'll say this, he's still very much getting MVP discussion. <laughs> and, and so I kind of think maybe he's like, I had a clunker and you guys are still fine. Fine. We'll lose to the thunder. How about I that? Know. I don't know. Will you stop talking about I, I don't MVP think now? It's, I, I look, I think Yoke probably doesn't mind not like lessening his MVP sense, but I don't think he would throw a game or do this or that. Like, 
But it'd be really it funny, be pretty if funny if he did, right? It'd be really I, I funny. I honestly think he's just mentally really fatigued. I think he's just mentally tired and not not using that as an excuse. I just think that that's probably what we're seeing right now is we're not – we keep saying it's a sprint to the end. I don't know if Jokic thinks it's a sprint yet. This is like – he's the, this is a race, a marathon, and we're all like, it's time to turn on the Jets, and Jokic's like, no way. There's there's like two more miles before the Jets part. This is – well, this is what I've always struggled with because whenever I ask players, everybody's got a different idea of when the hardest so time of the season is. So true. Like some of them say it's that stretch before All-Star because you're just trying to get to the break and you're just in the middle of February. But teams are still trying to figure it out. After All-Star, you come back and you're like, all right, we're going to make the playoffs. We got to start looking towards the play. Like the top six, the top eight teams are basically like, all right, what are we going to do in the playoffs? Yeah. Right? Like that's that's where you're at. You're, because right now the Nuggets have no reason to think they're not going to be in. The, and honestly, this is one of the weird things about the play in too. It's yeah. new. And so if you're not, if you haven't been in it, then it doesn't really provide that motivation because you haven't been knocked out in that one game environment. Like Golden State's struggling right now, but probably at some, like if Golden State was closer, Golden State would probably be like, we have to like, that's not, we're not doing that again. We're not getting knocked out in our own building right. again. Um, Boy, Steph the one is having some trouble here. Well, Wolves going to be six. Yeah, having trouble. They're all. It, this is what bad. happens when you lose one yeah, game out of seven. <laughs> I know. I know. It's crazy. Well, I'll tell you what. It's crazy, I, I, guys. Because I did the George Carl show today, the keeping it one thousand with him, and yeah. you know he was like, "Do the Nuggets have a good win over this last fifteen games?" And I said, "Well, they won at Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee's been up and down. I was like, oh, they won in Golden State." That was right before the All Star break. Those don't count. And I was just like, "Well, like if we can't, if we take out the good wins, then I don't. I guess no." So I just think you can play this game all the time. Just like you can't. You well, no. The, I say this all the time. You yeah, play you who's play in front of you. That's yeah. all you can do. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think <sighs> I was worried about the mental stuff just because he finally gets the All Star break. But he, what he really does is he gets like three days off yeah. right and not even that because they practiced yeah it's not like so not even that yeah you know he, he, because you know they played on wednesday thursday he's got to fly to cleveland uh friday he's got events saturday he's got media and events sunday he's got the game flies out that night he's got monday I think they practiced on Tuesday. No, they practiced Wednesday. He got Tuesday off, but but nonetheless, the point. Yeah. Got hey, I asked. Tuesday. I asked him point blank, yeah. and he was like, "No, this was not in any way a mental rest yeah. like, at all." But he said, but he also said that so, he's used to it. This is how every year is. Sure, sure, but like, if you need it, you need it, right? Like, and and here's also what's weird. I bet like if they he will he will come back and just like snap. He'll just wake up one day and be like, oh, "I feel a little bit better," because this is how we all are. Like when you're mentally tired and burned out. Would you like a vacation? Yeah, but sometimes you just right. keep going. It's right. what you do, right? Like I, I'm getting to like, you know, pace my various things I do throughout the year, right? Because we've got the season and then, and then it's draft and then it's, it's free agency, right? And then I have a break, but you, you build in these kind of, and sometimes you get burned out in October. Sometimes you get burned out in December and you're just like, you keep going and then you're back and you're like, okay, I feel better. Hey, um, I, I know you can, I know you can dunk on this one. Uh, I might sound crazy, but only Nuggets have these types of embarrassing losses. Okay, here's the speech. The Nuggets are 23 and seven versus teams under 500. That's the third best record in the Western. They literally conference. have the third fewest of these types of embarrassing losses. Yes. The third fewest. Yes. Yes. The 
Suns, the Warriors, and then the Nuggets. That's the list. Uh, the Boston Celtics have lost to the Detroit Pistons and Indiana Pacers in the right, last yeah. 10 days. They were the hottest team Boston the is also one of the hottest teams in the league. Uh, the Utah Jazz very nearly lost to the Houston Rockets tonight. They went to overtime. Like, I don't know how often this, I have to say this. Every single team has these losses, and their fan bases yeah, react the same I'm way. I'm telling you, Matt. I think it's healthy for people to just go around like Reddit. It's actually very unhealthy, but I think it's healthy for people every now and then to go around, just pick a team, the Orlando Magic or uh, the Dallas Mavericks or somebody, and you'll see the exact same topics of conversation. Is this coach the right coach? The rotations are screwing up. Player X is too selfish and ruining everything. Like It's always yeah. the exact same talking points. You want, you want to know what it is tonight? The Miami Heat without Kyle Lowry lost by one on the road to the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks because of an insane sequence in the end and a Drew Holiday game winner with 4.9 seconds left. And after the game, their fans were – I saw comments from Heat fans talking about how Jimmy Butler is not a superstar. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Like – every time they And so I'm here. You, you get the benefit of somebody yeah. that covers the yeah. league wide to be like, guys. Yeah. I promise you, they're not the only team that has right. these losses. It's yeah. okay. Like, it's okay to be annoyed. It's okay to be like, I really wish they had won that game. You should. You should want them to win every game. I don't like that every game becomes, especially this season, every game. Well, I'll, let me put it differently. Every win for the Nuggets is like, okay, that's a little bit better. And every loss is like a referendum on everything wrong with yeah. the team. And it it felt last year, honestly, like kind of the opposite. Like last year and the year before, it was very much the opposite where the wins were like, this team is really good. Like this team can do it. And this year it's like every single loss is a catastrophe. I, this crazy. is my, one of my favorite comments that's come in though, Matt, um, during this live show, again, always on YouTube. If you want to watch, watch along, follow us locked on nuggets. But Andrew Wood says, I think being in the moment in life is important. Sports sometimes contradicts that mentality. I'm the, I, the concept of being present and like appreciating the present and not thinking overly thinking about the future or past is like, it's like my motto. It's like the thing I've been focusing on the most over the last, I don't know, two months or so, just like across all aspects of life. But to me, in sports, it really is the most. And I think for fans, it's the most. Like we're always thinking about what to do next, like who to trade, who's this, this, or that. And sometimes I'm just like, enjoy the right. This is the team Denver has. Whatever you think about players or this or that, this is the team they have. Let's see what happens and try to enjoy it along the way. Today sucked. It's a very miserable experience. I, I gotta be honest with you. We, we've argued about this before. Like, this is part of my whole thing with the eighty-two games thing. Yeah. If the if there were fewer games and every game mattered the same amount, and they were all really yeah. important, then I would be. We would be. I would be like, all right, we gotta talk about this because you can't have these losses in a season. Blah 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 blah. blah. But like, you know, oh no, the thun the Nuggets lost to the Thunder. Uh, they're only now. 10 games over 500. Yeah. Like, <laughs> got, go check Kings right. fans. <laughs> like, the Kings literally traded, like, their future right. away. And they yeah. keep getting worse, <laughs> you know? And I'm not saying, like, that should be the bar for everybody. But I, I do think that that it's okay to live in the moment and be like, I'm really disappointed. I wish yeah, they won this bummer, game. man. Right? But that's going to – that's part of what happens. And – when we start to get into like, and I also noticed this is very much an NBA yep. thing because the personnel is so select. There's only five players on the court. So it always seems like you're one or two right. moves away. Well, Cause you always are like is, every team right? in the NBA is two yeah. moves away. If those moves are Steph Curry and Giannis, <laughs> then you're it's yeah. all you need. 
Um, so yeah, I just think it's like, it, I I just think it's okay to be to be bummed. I'm not saying like to be happy about this loss. I'm not even saying to like not care. Not caring is not fun. That's not why you're sports fans. I just think that you gotta you do have to take a step back and be like, do I really want to give a referendum right, and and right. advocate for sweeping right. changes? You know, bench Will Barton and all these type of things based off of they lost to the Thunder in March. Yeah. You know, it's a bummer. It's a bad they loss. Together, like, here's the thing: is we like we might have to start making some conclusions. But yeah, it literally, as one game for sure. Look, if they lose to the Rockets, I will crush yeah. them. I'll be like, that's yeah. nonsensical. Like, you were now you're just net. I will say that you want my honest to god biggest concern out of this one is that this reeks of the same thing that they've fallen into a lot, which is they win a little bit and people start talking about them and they start thinking they're better yeah. than they are. They're so good when no one yeah. talks about them. Like they're so good when everyone's like, ah, I'm Denver. telling you, man, I really wonder ah. if even they're starting to see it. Cause like I said, this last week has been very, I think it's the Murray reports. I think it's the Murray reports tied with the winning streak that like all of a sudden are the Michael Porter and Murray reports that all of a sudden they've become this story. Like, People are reaching out, and I wonder if it's the same for them as players, where all of a sudden they've got been under the radar, and all of a sudden people are like, man, you guys are you guys are on the ride. Are you guys going to do this? And they're like, yeah, we are. You lose to some of these guys yeah. I've never heard of tonight. <laughs> he gets smacked down by Vit Krecki. What's your scatter report on Vit Krecki? I'll also say this. Oh, one more thing on, on Yogesh, I didn't mention this. Uh, amongst the, the reason, the biggest reason I want to say that this is definitely, I understand what you're, and you're right when I went back, because like, I heard your, your post-game comments about them playing one step in the paint, like just, just not hard doubling, yeah. but just present. Um, I will say this though, like Roby's starting. The The biggest problem with the Thunder is they have no bigs. Like they purposefully built this team to not have shooting or bigs. <laughs> like if Jokish was determined to, Jokic would have had like yeah. 40 tonight. I mean, he got blocked. You know, maybe they would have lost if he tried to have 40. You don't but... see Jokic get blocked that often. He was getting blocked tonight. I mean, it was weird. It was, it was, this is a bad game from him. Bad game. All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll wrap up a, a few more things. We'll talk about the latest on um, MPJ and stuff like that. We'll do that when we come back on Locked on Nuggets. But first, oh man, it's that time. It's that time. Midwinter's over. <laughs> Late winter is here. We have an early, we have a fake spring going on in Denver where it's 65 before it snows it's the on best. Day. The best. Can't believe I'm going to be out of And as you're getting outside, you get more active. Ugh. As you're getting more active, you're going to want a built bar because built bar is the absolute best tasting protein bar on the market. You ever try the puffs? Because yes. you're going to love them. They're the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They should be because they're marshmallows. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. They got flavors like churro. I love churro. Coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're all so good, and they're all covered in 100% real chocolate like all the Bilt Bars are. All the Bilt Bars are low-calorie, high-protein, and they're better than a candy bar, which has got up to two to 300 calories, but most Bilt Bars have got just 130 calories along with just four grams of sugar and just four net carbs. They've also got 17 grams of protein packed to help you out during your day. You got mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. New for this month, my new favorite, white chocolate, cookies and cream. They're all delicious. New flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, well, they're going to make it. And they'll be delicious and good for you. Check it out at Built.com. Built Bar, best tasting protein bar. We'll be right back on Locked on Nuggets.
Welcome back to Lockdown Nuggets. Thanks for making this part of your day and making this your first listen each and every day. Now make sure that your second listen is Locked On NBA, starring usually, usually during the week. I've got Tuesdays and Adams on Fridays, but Adams out tomorrow and I was out this week. So usually you get us, but you get lots of other people. There are so many really good minds on Locked On NBA, though. David Ramil, who I do the show with, he's great. I've known him forever. Tony East. Who I did not know before, like Locked On Network. I love Tony East. He's so guy. funny and so good. I love doing shows with Tony. There's so many great hosts. Check him out. Locked On NBA and the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. Um, this is an interesting comment. I want to I share this one. Can you pop up the Matthew uh, comment? Not mine, but the Matthew comment about disappointment. Real quick on the YouTube channel. My disappointment is more with seeding for Jokic MVP narrative. I'm a bit more upset from that standpoint than actually losing the game. These losses happen, but just need them for the agenda. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm going to tell you, I think uh, based off of this little stretch from Jokic, this might be the difference. It's He could get back into it, especially like, I'll, I'll say this, with this little dip here, if he doesn't win the March 14th matchup, it's over. Wow, that much like, of that, the dip here, I think that's kind of weird. I mean, it might, it might be... Oh, it's wrong. Oh, let's be clear. It's wrong. This should not be how it is. I'm just telling you, like, I always have to talk about right, MVP right. with how it is versus how it right. should be. Right. I mean, it's just, here's, here's why, what I was going to say is if we go over his last few games, five games, 35, 17 and eight in a road win at Golden State, 25, 12 and yep. nine in an 18 point win against the Kings, 18, 10 and 11 triple double in a win over the, the Kings again. Eight points, 18 rebounds, 11 assists in a 32-point win. Like, none of those games are actually that bad. And they won them all. No. No, they're not. But it's been uninspiring and win. This is what's I, – I will say this. Yeah. Jokic digs deep and will lose because nobody else shows up. And then when somebody else shows up and he merely has a regular old triple-double, we're like, is he doing enough? I just – this is the thing that's so funny about the way basketball works. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, look, this is the, the, also the funny thing. Like you and how many times have you, have you and I talked to, we have talked after games when he's had a great stat line and we've been like, I don't think he was that good. And we've talked a lot where, and it's been like, you know, he's had a, uh, 19, seven and six game. And we've been like, he dominated. Like he was the best player on the court by a mile. It's just when you were a player like this, where he just shapes the game so much, I think it's, I think that that's how it's going to be um, when you don't know me. How is <laughs> it going to be? listening to that song when you know? today, actually. So, wow. We're children of the 90s. I own an embarrassing number of third They're good. They're, there's nothing embarrassing about it. They were good. They were a good band. I like oh, their yeah. late stuff. That's how <laughs> much I like them. Too. I like their post-2000s album. It's the Blue one. Album Never is my favorite. That one. Very, very um, Stat Squatch, friend of the show, Jake Coyne, he just gave me a great stat. He says, in the last 20 seasons, this is only the second time in 20 seasons that a team has taken 25 or more threes and made one or fewer. So this is, we talk about outliers. How many games have been played in the last 20 seasons? I mean, thousands and thousands and thousands of games across the NBA. Only the second time a team has gone one of 25 or worse. So there you go. Yep. Like, and so that, that's the thing is, is you're right that, you know, Hey, this is another team with long defenders that had a scheme that could disrupt things. And it does not matter if they just have a subpar shooting night as opposed to one of the worst shooting nights of all times. We're just going to make some puns here. I think, oh man, did you guys hear? I think I just heard a motorcycle drive by. 
<laughs> See, but here's the problem is like, I'm just going to start dropping references to a whole bunch of songs that nobody's ever heard of. You know, the real, the real like my life, I mean, and but that's, that's my curse. I mean, my life's charmed, <laughs> but not really that charmed. It's really charmed. So, um, welcome to the Thunderbolts oh, game geez. show featuring Third Eye Blind. Um, yeah, I, I just, so let's talk uh, about the team, team uh, starters. I'm sorry, team starters, not team overall. I just got corrected on the stat that it was shared. Team okay. starters, not team overall. Good for him for being able to look up starters. I, I know. I was thinking that very thing too. I was like, hmm, interesting. I'm gonna have to ask him how he did that. Um, what, how, what, how that magician pulled that trick out of the hat. Uh, so MPJ, I just want to give like a little bit of an update on this. Um, I checked around and well, one, I asked, is there like a set program? For him and the answer was no they're like we just want to give him some more practice time because we're not going to have any time to practice right so he, he's going to go down there and he's just going to practice with them um i don't expect him to play with any games i don't know that usually that's the case i think, they, they I think practice harrison would reported he would not play games he would practice and scrimmage yeah. with the team but not in yeah. a, an official game yeah a lot of it's just you're basically it's like a conditioning thing um I will say that it did not sound like this was like a, we got to slowly ramp up and there's a whole, pro like this thing is accelerated very quickly, which I guess should not be surprising when his agent literally tells the media <laughs> that coming back. Um, it, it, it seems very much like this went from a, look, let's get you to, to this point and we'll see how it goes. And you get to that point and it's like, okay, I guess we're doing this. And so, I mean, I went from, okay, maybe MPJ comes back. Like, very maybe. And if it does, it's going to be, like, April. And then it was like, okay, maybe late March. And now I'm like, I will not be surprised uh, at any point. I think he's coming back March 20th. I'm circling that date. Boston Celtics. It's tough because I think it's a Celtics Clippers Suns, like, three games. So he's coming back for the hardest stretch probably left on the schedule. But um, that would be my prediction. Those are, those are the games. That gives him two and a half weeks, ramp up. Sounds safe. Sounds right. Um, still nowhere on yeah. Jamal. I, I, I'll say this. Um, I don't have any reason to believe there was a setback. Yeah. I'm trying to think of how to word this. Okay, I have no reason to believe that there was a setback. Independently from a deductive reasoning standpoint, I will not be surprised if we later find out there was a setback and it simply was not indicated to us. Like, this is part of the frustration, right? Is they're so tight-lipped about every... Uh, and this isn't... This is not... Th this isn't a Jamal situation. This isn't a current Nuggets administration issue. This isn't a Malone issue. This stretches back before Malone and even honestly before Conley, they've always been like this. They're just like so crazy secretive about injuries. Um, and I'm not saying that they need to like open everything up, but it should be like, there just should be a little bit more. You should be able to talk about it and be honest with us and feel like you're not going to get unfair criticism or. I, yeah. I think Michael Malone has been, I, th I think he's revealed a little bit lately and, and, I'm I'm starting to think too. Like I mean, we'll, we haven't heard anything. We'll see. Maybe he comes back. Maybe whatever. But maybe he doesn't. But I think that the thing is now them talking about 
there's just that difference between being physically cleared from the injury and then like is your body responding the way like not even the the part of your knee that was broken but just like your hamstrings you your quads your back yeah. like all of these things that have been out of commission for so long like are those things back and i the sense i get like malone has just said so he's answered this question so many ways that you can start to piece it all together and that's the sense i get is like jamal they feel good about it this or that we'll wait when he's ready and i'm guessing that he's probably going through these things being like every time i work out i get really sore and like my body is just like not what it is supposed to be and i don't feel good doing that you know so i i have a feeling it probably has a lot to do with that and i think that the team doesn't know if he's coming back or not i don't think there's this master plan they're keeping secret i think they're like i don't know we're waiting to see how he responds to all of these different things uh, I will tell you this. I asked this week if there, I asked this week, is there, a, is there a time when after, like, is it, is there a date where if he's not back by yet, they're going to shut him down? And the answer is no. Like, I mean, like, if he's back. When, he's Does back. He's Jamal back. Murray reduce the chances of a championship if he comes back like two day, two games before the playoffs? Does he reduce their title odds if he plays? I think no, because mm. their title odds without him are very, very close to zero. That's he, a good he, question. he lowers their floor, like their first round floor, but does he reduce their title yeah. odds? I just think no. And so if he didn't come back until the playoffs, I still think they'd be like, you know what? Let's try it out and see what happens. Yeah, I think what's I think part of this though, I think the concern though, is it can make the run worse just because I I do kind of go back to Jameer on this one where Jameer and Nelson suffered that injury with the Magic, and it was just like this very awkward thing where it was like Jamal's like, you know, or Jameer was ready, but they were playing really well, but yeah. then they changed it, and he wasn't really ready, and so it made them slightly worse. And like when you're in the playoffs and the edge is that tight, that's where it gets I think, yeah. tough. It's yeah. a I mean it's a complicated question. And I don't. I don't envy them having to try and navigate this timeline. It's what what sucks more than anything is that this timeline is created entirely because they tried to cram in everything last year. And so everything was right. pushed back, right? And so like March of last year was what January of this year. And so you know, if if chronologically in the the context of the season, it was you know, that's the whole thing is that it was just all messed up. Um what else have we got? Anything I think else? that might be it. good enough for today. <laughs> You're toast. You're absolutely I'm toast. toast. I got a flight in like working too five much. hours. Oh, I'm sorry, big jet setter. Jet setter. Sorry to yeah. keep you up with our devoted fan base here. All right, let's get wrap it up for Locked On Nuggets. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Check out the YouTube channel if you want to join in on the fun. Break comments in the comment section as always, guys. Appreciate you guys joining us late at night. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow with a special episode with uh, Vinny Benedetta. He's going to be joining us. That's awesome. Uh, Can't wait. Reporter, and we'll talk more about that. On Friday, I'll have the post-game show, and then we'll be back at it on Sunday. Have yourselves a great week. Talk to you guys again next time. Thanks for joining us on Lockdown Nuggets.